Tonight, Big Ten dreams come true. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Craig Scheman. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, welcome back. And a quick introduction. I won't redo everything I did yesterday in our inaugural podcast. My name is Craig Scheman. I'm a talk show host and a play-by-play announcer. Been at Fox Sports Radio and ESPN Radio and NFL on Fox and NFL Europe and Big Ten Network doing games. And right now, I am doing Locked On Big Ten. New host here, and I'm very excited about it. And if you're just joining us, welcome. Welcome to the club. All things Big Ten right here. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college, and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every single order. Here's what we want to do on today's show. A couple of things we want to talk about. First of all, we want to see if we can predict how many Big Ten basketball players get drafted in the NBA draft tonight. Um, and we'll look deep into that. Also, it's that time of year. Big Ten expansion talk. You know, it was a year ago that out of the blue, Southern Cal and UCLA announced that they were leaving. They're coming into the Big Ten in 2024. I don't think the Big Ten is done. Do you? Certainly not. And I'm going to look at a whole list of schools that I think might be coming with Southern Cal and UCLA into the Big Ten. And then in our final segment, the Big Ten Network, Big Ten Classics. It's uh, something they have on all the time. Some great games go back in time. It's going to be one of our benchmark features we're going to do every Thursday, kind of look ahead into the weekend and see what they're going to be airing and reminisce a little bit. That's always fun and a fun way to end the show. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. I'll tell you more about that as we continue on. In the meantime, let's get started with this NBA draft. Um, it's a it's a three-player draft. Everybody says the first three players are pretty much slotted. And then after that, who knows? Uh, Victor Wimbanyama, 7'4 kid out of France, going to go to San Antonio, number one. Did you see the one guy I saw online? He bet $50,000 to win $300. $300 that uh, Victor would be the number one pick in the draft. I mean, it's, it's a sure thing almost, right? But he's going to lay out 50 grand just to win 300 bucks. Guy just needs some action, I guess. Brandon Miller. Oh, I'm going to make another prediction about Victor as well. Look, everybody talks about how great he is, and he may be great. 7'4". He weighs about 99 pounds. His body's not built for the NBA. I, I don't think the guy plays 45, 50 games a year. Uh, he's going to get banged up. And I'm not going to say he's going to be a bust. I, I hope he does well. I root for everybody to do well. But we'll see if he's a sure lock number one and plays like it. Number two, probably be Brandon Miller out of Alabama, SEC Player of the Year. Probably going to go to Charlotte. And uh, that'll be like Michael Jordan's last first-round pick in charge of Charlotte before he collects his $3 billion and moves on. And then I think Scoot Henderson out of the G League. Great ball-handling skills. Maybe go to Portland if Portland doesn't trade it. 
I mean, they got the they got the Damian Lillard situation. Do they want to bring in a veteran to help them, or they want to start over and go young? I, I think Scoot Henderson's too good to pass up. I think Damian Lillard gets traded maybe maybe here this week. Maybe they trade for Zion Williamson. I don't know. There's a lot of moving pieces here, but I think Scoot Henderson goes to Portland. After that, it kind of opens up a little bit, and that's where we're going to take a dive into some of the Big Ten players. I think the first Big Ten player off the board is Jalen hood Shafino, the freshman out of Indiana, freshman of the year in the Big Ten. Uh, he's a great combo guard, a great three-point shooter. Now, if it were just me, I'm not saying this because I went to Indiana. I think he could have used another year because he wasn't super consistent. You know, he had that uh, 30, 32-point game against Purdue, but he had a lot of games where he didn't score that much. But the talent is there. He's an NBA player, and he's really been very impressive. I think he could go as high as eight, maybe 14, somewhere in that range. I think Washington's a great spot for him at eight. They just got rid of Bradley Beal in that trade. And a player like that getting drafted actually helps out Mike Woodson. You know, a few years ago, uh, Coach Calipari at Kentucky was kind of known as the one-and-done guy, and people wanted to play for him and because they knew they were going to get to the NBA after one year. This is, a, this is a nice feather in the cap for Mike Woodson, having recruited – Jalen Hood Shafino having him a star and do very well and go right to the NBA. Other guys are going to take notice of that and they're going to give Indiana a second look. There's no doubt about it. The next set of players I want to look out in the first look at in the first round uh, out of Michigan, both of them, both guards, Jet Howard and uh, uh, Kobe Bufkin. Both can shoot the three. I, I think Howard goes somewhere between 13 and 25, kind of a bigger range. I think Bufkin is kind of more nailed into that 13, 14 end of the lottery kind of pick. Uh, as far as Howard goes, hits the three at about a 37% clip. And, you know, right there at 13, um, maybe maybe Toronto. They were like 28th in three-point shooting this year. They could really use a guy like that. As far as Bufkin, Bufkin's an interesting player. Impressive wingspan is like six, eight long arms, very athletic can shoot the three uh, when he has to. And this is a player that I don't think six months ago, eight months ago that a lot of people were looking at as a, as a lotto pick. I don't, but this is a guy that did really well on the con the combine and the workouts. People fell in love with him and he's, his stock has moved up. So I think he goes a lot earlier than a lot of people had anticipated uh, a few months back. And here's the thing. This is just my opinion. I'm more of a tape guy. What do you have on tape? What do you show in your games, whether it be football or basketball? I, the, the tape doesn't lie. And I always get a little weary when some guys, they fall in love with a guy during a workout or during a combine or looking at some skills uh, after the fact. You know, these guys, apparently uh, some people in the NBA executives, they fell in love with uh, with him, with Bufkin working out after the season was over. So we'll see if that pays off next down the line. I would expect Chris Murray to go the six, eight junior forward out of Iowa, probably in the 19 to 23 range, somewhere around there. Of course, his twin brother went top five to the Kings last year. He won't go that high, no doubt about it. But he is a solid, solid player. Plays both offense and defense pretty well. He's a guy that'll give you 20 points and eight rebounds a game. Very solid pick wherever Chris Murray ends up. Now here's where it gets a little interesting for Big Ten players in the NBA draft. 
these players could go in the first round. They could fall to the second round. A lot of question marks here. Next player I'm looking at is Bryce Sensabaugh out of Ohio State. And he could go anywhere as high as, I think, 24th, maybe fall to early in the second round as well. And, you know, Sensabaugh, good player in high school, was he was recruited, but wasn't overly recruited. Like, I think he was listed like a top, barely a top 80 guy, maybe. Um, you know, good player. Goes to Ohio State and really impresses everybody there at Ohio State in his freshman year and made himself into an NBA prospect. So he's out there. Needs to improve on a lot of things out on the perimeter, offensively and defensively. But with the body type, I think he's an intriguing pick for a lot of people. The next pick, I think, is going to be the most intriguing pick of all. And I think it's Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis he came in like second place for every major award because uh, of Zach Eady at Purdue, seven four giant, who, by the way, backed out of the draft and is coming back to Purdue for another year. But Trace Jackson Davis, the knock on him was he couldn't shoot. The NBA is a shooter's league. You got to be able to shoot to play in the NBA. And, you know, I always heard him and I, in interviews and Mike Woodson talk about him. And, hey, he shoots the ball uh, in, in practice all the time. He can shoot it. Never really did. Never made a three-pointer in his career at Indiana. Started to show off some of his shooting skills at the combine a little bit and impressed some people. So got a little bit of buzz. But, I, you know, he does all the other things so well. In fact, does some things I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, in the NBA, he, he's got the, the quickest second jump I've ever seen. Now, what does that mean? You don't hear people talk about that much. If he goes up for a shot and a defender goes up with him and he misses a shot and they both come back down, he's back up again for the putback and the offensive rebound quicker than anybody I've ever seen. Fantastic uh, footwork, probably down in the post. Best footwork I've seen since Kevin McHale, the Boston Celtics. No doubt about it. This guy is an NBA player and whoever gets him will be very lucky. And whoever gets him will probably have some other shooters on the team already. I mean, it is the NBA. And then he can do what he does inside. And I think he'll fit in very well. Uh, very excited to see where he ends up in the draft. If, I'm, if I had to pick right now, I might think the Indiana Pacers, not because he's a hometown pick, but the Pacers, they had five picks in the draft. They're down to four. They just traded one away. They got four picks in this draft. Um, and, and they got the second pick in the second round, too. I think they got their eye on Trace Jackson Davis and definitely helped them sell some tickets in uh, Indianapolis. So, and they worked him out too. So there is some mutual interest there. So we'll see how that goes as well. Then I think we're definitely into the second round at that point. And uh, I think the next two guys off the board out of the big 10 are out of Penn state, uh, Jalen Pickett and Seth Lundy, both explosive offensive players. And they help Penn State with that big run late, big run into the Big Ten tournament, making it in the second round of the NCAA tournament. And I think that's where those two guys end up. So that's my uh, synopsis going into the NBA draft. We'll see how it all plays out. There's a lot of interesting Big Ten players available here. Well, it's that time of year, right? What do I mean? It's expansion talk. You know, it was a year ago that USC and, and UCLA announced that they were going to the Big Ten. Boom. Out of nowhere. Shocked everybody. No leaks, no rumors, nothing. Just, hey, we're going in 2024. I don't think the Big Ten is done. And I have a list of teams, uh, schools that we'll take a look at that I think could also come to the Big Ten. We'll take a look at that next on Locked On Big Ten. 
But first, I want to tell you about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. Bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. I told you before, you don't even have to work out. You just put on the shorts. Boom. You look spectacular. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton that binds on you and wrinkles up. Bird dogs fix that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Very important in the summer months. So here's what I want you to do. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't even want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. <clears throat> All right. Um, let's get into what's coming up tomorrow on lockdown. Big 10. We'll take a look at where these big 10 players landed in the draft and what to expect with each one of their teams. And uh, also, I want to remind you, don't miss Locked On NBA Draft Live Thursday night. Pick-by-pick -pick analysis from our stable of local NBA hosts, national reaction from our NBA big board hosts, and live check-ins from inside the NBA Draft. Locked On NBA Draft Live starting at 7.30 Eastern time on the Locked On NBA YouTube page. All right. So... We know the Trojans and the Bruins are coming to the Big Ten next summer. Who's coming with them? There's too much money involved for somebody else to not want to come with them. Let me start you off with some other Big Ten schools, so some other Big Ten possibilities. Uh, first of all, the first two that come to mind are Oregon and Washington. And I just think that the, the league would like a cluster of four schools, travel partners, scheduling, all that kind of stuff. So I think two more might come from the the pack 12 um also when i talk about washington i still have a pain in my heart because indiana transfer michael Penix jr is probably going to win the heisman this year playing so well out there at washington but i um i digress also maybe take a look at stanford and cal stanford has the academics that the big 10 would like but here's the more important thing about stanford and cal the big 10 is getting the los angeles market already with USC and UCLA. Now it's throwing the San Francisco market. And now you got some eyeballs on the TVs and that's, uh, that's pretty important. The next group of teams I want to look at the schools I want to look at are from the ACC. Now keep this in mind. Here's why I think the ACC is about to implode. The big 10 and the SEC schools get 67 and $51 million respectively per year per school from their TV deal. Okay. Do you know how much ACC schools get? 23 million. That's a lot less. And they're locked into this deal with ESPN till 2036. The Big Ten and the SEC have their lucrative deals now, and they'll redo other deals after that. I mean, they'll, they'll make so much money so many times over before the ACC can even get out of this ESPN deal. They can't afford to stay in it. Now, Here's the loophole that, as I understand it, there are seven schools that want to get out of the ACC. They want to get out of the, they want to get out of this TV deal with ESPN. The contract, as I understand it, yeah, eight schools have to come together and say, we want out in order to void the deal. So they got to find somebody else. Who's it going to be? 
I got a list of schools here that might make good partners with the Big Ten, by the way, if this ever happens and if these schools are able to break out and get away from this contract. First of all, Georgia Tech, the Atlantic, uh, the Atlanta market. Boom, right there. Huge market. Virginia, another East Coast school uh, goes, uh, you know, with with Maryland and Rutgers out there. I think it fits well. And it's it's kind of a Big Ten style school academically and athletically as well. I would also take a look at the two Florida schools, Miami and Florida State. Now, I think the Big Ten would find Miami to be more attractive because they want the Miami market as opposed to Tallahassee. But I know Florida State isn't going to just sit around and, and have the league implode around them. They might be looking for a landing place as well. Also, North Carolina. Very interesting. Uh, and then, you know, Mac Brown has made the football program relevant again. So, But it's a basketball school. And the Big Ten is a perfect conference for schools that are basketball-centric over football. Got plenty of them there. Um, I think that would be something to look at. And a blue-blooded hoops at that. Some people like to talk about Syracuse, another East Coast, Northern New York. I don't, I don't know if they, they fit the bill for, uh, for the Big Ten or not. People like to talk about them from time to time. And another school I like to talk about is Pitt. You know, they're right there with Penn State, geographically speaking, nice rivalry and all that so keep those in mind from the acc should schools start rumbling real quick and you if you see this acc tv deal with espn blowing apart falling apart teams are going to want to scramble and they're going to want to take care of them so they want to be left all alone in the end and finally there are a couple of uh big 12 schools to look at as well you know i don't know west virginia never made sense to me in the big 12 but then again, UCLA in the Big Ten, does that make sense? I don't know. Uh, and then, you know, I don't know what's going on with the basketball program after the Bob Huggins situation as well. Uh, but another school we look at is Kansas. Kansas would be very interesting. Another basketball blue blood, a, a basketball-centric school coming to the – can you imagine if the Big Ten added Kansas and added North Carolina and all those basketball schools? That would be unbelievable from a basketball standpoint. But we all know football drives it. Football drives it, drives the money and the ratings and the TV deals. So I'm just throwing these out there as possibilities. A couple more. Iowa State, maybe. Matt Campbell has made that football program relevant again. And uh, they have natural rivalries with Iowa and Nebraska as well. And then there's Oklahoma State because they're kind of like the kid that got forgot, the kid that didn't get picked on the, uh, the baseball team at recess. They're the last guy standing. And, you know, they saw Oklahoma leave for the SEC. What's, what's Oklahoma State supposed to do at this point? They might be looking for a landing place. And then finally, as we look at Big Ten expansion, you, you always every conversation has to have Notre Dame. You got to have Notre Dame in it. Now, as long as they have a path to the playoffs – Notre Dame's not doing anything. They're going to stay independent. And, you know, there are other sports that they're kind of partners with, with the ACC. If the ACC crumbles, I don't know. I don't know what happens there. But um, the rules and the 12-team expansion uh, with the playoffs, it's all written. Notre Dame could still get in. Now they – now they, I don't think they can get a home, home football game in the playoffs the way it's – uh, tailored toward conference champions. So that's something to keep a look at and, and see if that uh, changes the game at all. So those are the schools I'm going to be keeping an eye on with you for you together as the big 10 may be expanding some more. We'll see. I, in my opinion, I think they will purely my opinion, but I absolutely think they will. So keep that in mind. 
Coming up next, we're going to get out the old TV guide and the Big Ten Network and the Big Ten Classics that they have coming up this weekend. It's one of our benchmark features that we're going to do every Thursday. So check that out. We're going to be talking about that on the Locked On Big Ten. Well, thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every single day. Every dayers, uh, we are thrilled to have you with us. Tomorrow, we're going to do another deep dive into who got drafted in the NBA, where they go, and how I think they fit in with their particular teams. So that's what we're going to do on the show tomorrow. In the meantime, now we're going to have a little fun here. We're going to take a look at the Big Ten Classics on the Big Ten Network. Here's what's coming up that caught my eye. First of all, we'll start with Friday, the 23rd. Coming off the NBA draft, they're playing a lot of basketball classics. Uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time on Friday, the 1976 National Championship of College Basketball. One of my favorites, of course, being an Indiana grad, the undefeated Hoosiers from 1976, taking on the Michigan Wolverines. And then... The next hour at 8 o'clock Eastern time on Friday night, some good watching, the 1979 National Championship, which I think is the most important game in the history of college basketball and how it spilled into the NBA as well. And that would be Magic Johnson in Michigan State taking on Larry Bird and Indiana State. Kind of made college basketball a big deal moving forward in a national TV event as well. Saturday, the 24th, 3 p.m., we got the 19... 96 Outback Bowl. That is where 15th ranked Penn State versus uh, 16th ranked Auburn played Bobby Ingram. A couple of touchdowns in that game, if you remember. And then on Sunday, we are wall to wall college football. If you want to uh, kick back and watch some of this at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, the 2021 Peach Bowl that featured 10th ranked Michigan State versus Pittsburgh. Peyton Thorne passing for 354 yards and three touchdowns in that one. At uh, 1 o'clock Eastern, the 1995 Orange Bowl. That is Nebraska and Miami. What a classic that was. The Cornhuskers overcame a 17-9 fourth-quarter deficit to win that game. And then we close out the day uh, with a couple of games, a doubleheader, 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock Eastern, both Michigan versus Florida. The first one is the 2016 Citrus Bowl, followed by the 2008 Capital One Bowl. So that's what's coming up. Big Ten Classics on the Big Ten Network. Uh, very, um, very excited about uh, all that if you want to watch something this weekend for sure. So um, that'll do it for us here today. Another one just about in the books. I want to thank you for finding us and joining us or maybe rejoining us from uh, previous hosts. I'm glad to be here now. I uh, love this gig here as the host of Lockdown Big Ten. Uh, like I said earlier, be one of the cool kids. Join the club. This is This is our thing together. Make sure you go ahead and uh, subscribe and uh, like and send and share and all that great stuff. And there's many ways for you to uh, interact with me. Uh, the best way right now as we're getting started out is to follow me on Twitter. And uh, that's at Talk Big Ten, at Talk Big Ten. And we'd love to see you there. Okay. Uh, also, be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now before you finish up here um your uh, your favorite podcast app wherever you get your your podcast go ahead and subscribe to us you'll get the latest episode of lockdown big 10 as soon as it becomes available if you do that okay uh thank you for making us your first listen each and every day 
And now you can check out Locked On Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything going on in sports. Thanks for checking us out. Have yourself a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm Craig Sheeman on Locked On Big Ten.